Man, that was a long ass movie. We haven't even welcomed you yet to the beginning of Nose to Nose, remember? We should start it out first of all. There you go. Welcome to Nose to Nose. I'm Michael Kutza, the founder of the Chicago National Film Festival, and you're finally going to get to see Gino Suarez, right? Yes, you, you get to see me today. He even shaved for today, by the way. And we're going we're gonna to give our thoughts about Babylon, a film that I think we both liked, right? I agree. I liked it. So, what are your thoughts? My first thought? Yeah. It's too damn long. It was what it three is, hours and I think three and a half hours. Yes. Yeah, it was a long three-hour movie, but it didn't feel like three hours. What only you? point that it felt like three hours was towards the end when they started doing a bunch of convoluted endings. It, I think it, it had like four or five endings. I think actually. Yeah, um, I agree. So this guy was it, Damien? Damien Chazelle. 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 He's French and <laughs> Say it in Spanish. He, we had him at the film festival years ago with La La Land. And La La Land, a musical, wonderful, happy experience of his love for Hollywood. So, would you say this was a love for Hollywood or a hate, a hate for Hollywood? But how does it come off to you? Interesting. I think it's a love letter to Hollywood, but it's also a realistic portrayal of what Hollywood is. I think a lot of the times the industry itself is too focused on making itself look nice through rose-tinted glasses that it's hard for them to make movies that are realistic about the beginning of Hollywood because there was a lot of egregious things that were going on at the time. And I think this film portrayed that reckless egregiousness that came with the 1920s that was right before the era of the depression in the United States, but was also the huge turning point for films going in from, going from forward from yeah, silence. silence. Yeah. To sound. It's, uh, it's interesting since, since I knew people back that made those movies, and it is quite realistic because these are kids. I don't know if it's portrayed because really the star of the film, she really would only have been about 18 years. 17 or 18 years old, and uh, all of them were, were just kids. And the freedom and the craziness was probably quite real. Having the film open in a shot that obviously he's lifted, actually he lifted a lot of scenes from so many films. He, he loves movies, clearly, the director. But the opening scene is, is a total ripoff of The Great Gatsby. It is almost the same living room, the same shot, the same decadence of Great Gatsby. I could agree with that. Yeah, and uh, and then even, even on the set when you're doing five films at one time in one set, absolutely that's how it was done. And since it was silent, you never heard of these other films being shot at the same time. And having her, uh, I think she's she's sort of replica of Clara Bow, who was a, a flapper at the time, opposite Colleen Moore. Colleen Moore was the flapper. One was the good girl. One was the bad girl. If you watched our last episode, you would know this, but I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> the part about the film that I enjoyed the most was the how they portrayed the studio system in the beginning of the or the beginning of the audio era of movies and towards the end of the silent era because there was a lot of things that they did, like I talked about earlier, that was 
Uh, lacking in standards, morally incorrect, um, kind of just throwing people by the wayside to get these films done. There was a lot of points in the film where you see people dying for the actual filming of the movies, which is something that they don't talk about often now because of how often safety regulations are. I think they made it clear that they had no idea what they were doing. They had no scripts. Oh yeah, they had no idea. They were, they were basically improvising, like uh, at that Second City or something. You were just improvising. And they said, "Do a love scene." They had to fake it. They had to do a love scene, which would mean they had to be relatively creative when you think about it. Uh, yeah, which caused a lot of people to die. Right? <laughs> yes, people. People die. The, movie, the movies got made, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and they're making what four films. At the same time, yeah, in one desert location. If if yeah. you don't, I guess I guess we have to give the, the audience an understanding if they haven't seen the film. There's a scene in the film where they're shooting. What it is? Well, the way that it worked back in the day was you have to shoot during daylight hours. So they start correct whenever daylight is at six seven in the morning, and they go till seven p.m. at night. And they have to use all possible daylight because they don't have artificial light like we can use now. So. In that film, they're shooting five, six different movies at the same time in different scenes, maybe five, 10, 15 feet away from each other. Mm -hmm. And it's just an absolute chaos because you have people screaming, elephants going one way, monkeys going another way, right. like people naked running that way. Someone lost a leg over there and it was so many different things going on and they only had 12 hours in the day. So they really maximized how much they could shoot in one day, which caused a lot of safety errors because People are falling, people are getting injured, they're getting replaced, they're finding new people, cameras are breaking. Yeah. It's an interesting uh, way to portray what it was like to film movies back in the day for people who didn't understand. But clearly, the director loves movies. He loves Hollywood in so many ways. In fact, he's made 10 films, I don't know if you're aware of that. And uh, La La Land, of course, was the most recent big success. He got six Oscars for that film. I haven't seen La La Land yet. I'm going to watch it. You hate musicals. You're not, I suggested that you look at it and just turn the sound off. You know what? I will see style. I think I'm going to watch it with the sound and see how long it can go before I mute it. Because I know that the movie's super cinematography why? Why oriented. In fact, they got an Oscar, I think. But why is it you hate musicals? We've never talked about this. What do you hate against musicals? You come from a Spanish background that music is part of your life. It just felt too damn corny, usually. Okay. I don't mind singing, like for singing's sake, like when we're listening to music or having songs, but a lot of the times the music is either really bad or it feels very forced. Mind you, I like musicals from 1930, Fun and Fancy Free, older Disney movies that had a certain level of orchestral musicals to them, but when you started adding things like West Side Story and singing, it kind of it, it got real corny and real boring unless it's really well made, like singing in the rain. But a lot of the movies that come out with musicals seem like they're rushed, they're not well done, and maybe that, I'm just not a fan of that specific music style. And that's my, that's my exception, seeing well, this, the rain this, this, this particular film, which of course could use an editor since it is so redundant and awfully, awfully long, you could snip out so many of these scenes and it's his love and mimicking singing in the rain, which he does. You can see he loves it, but he can't get over it. See, I don't yeah. necessarily think that the movie needs an editor up until the last 30 minutes of the movie. 
Because the movie is long, and I understand why it's long, because it needs to portray a lot of things, and sometimes movies need to run long. I think you're right, the last 30 minutes, if, that's when he gets over the top. There were like five different endings, but that... But nobody goes into this, this history of all the movies blending into each other. But that, that's what he was showing, I think yeah. that was what was cool. And it would have been it would have been cool if he put that directorial um, tribute to movies and filmmaking in the beginning. If he would have opened with that, like in the first five minutes of the film, and then went into the 1920s, it would have made a lot more sense than just throwing it at the end, because at the end when he threw it, there was like five minutes of that editing, and it just felt it like everything always, it, it, what was it, didn't work. it, didn't it just didn't fit. It, the, the pacing movie just got completely ran off. So if he would have started that right. pacing off, and then switched to the 1920s, and then continued the pacing and ended on a regular ending, you would have had a better movie. You know, it's, it's interesting. He must have an obsession with uh, the silent era, because he made a little short film. Which he made on his iPhone, by the way, which is brilliant. You got to take a look at it. He made it in twenties, uh, twenty twenty. It's about five or ten minutes long, and he does fake a black and white silent film with Buster Keaton and everything. But he must have great emotions for the silent. Yeah. For a silent film, take a look. At it. He shot it on his phone. It was beautiful. You can tell his um, his cinematography style is inspired by different eras. He's not like there's a lot of. People who make movies are stuck in one way, like Quentin Tarantino has a specific way that's like a specific style, that's an era of style. For him, he doesn't seem to have that. He seems to take different manipulations of different things that he likes, exactly. and they work well yeah, yeah. when he sticks to the story plot. They don't work well when you start throwwing in just like tidbits because they, they just come off weird, but they're well done, which is which was weird because it was super out of place, but it was well done. So it was more of a confusion as to why now as more than why how you know so somebody somebody mentioned that well those parties couldn't that couldn't exist and i said of course they existed in fact i can think of studio 54 in my youth i was younger once um studio 54 is exactly like that opening shot you had a balcony where everyone just did all the drugs of the world on the main floor of one corner you had eliza vanelli and annie warhol and halston and all these people Drinking and going nuts while the rest of the room being naked people all over the place that existed even in in our world today. So, out of one to ten scale, what would you rate by one? Oh, because of its length and, and it needing an editor and, and so, my God, you know, it's it, I don't like your one to ten, but if it, if I had to give it stars, I'd probably only I'd give it. A, it's one to five. It's the same shit. How about two? Don't say shit. Don't say fuck. Don't say fuck either. I just did. <laughs> Joking. Uh, you know, two and a half stars. Out of five? Usually it's four stars normally in life. That's even worse. Go for it. So, yeah, because it's got so many problems. Okay. It's got so many problems. If we're going to give it a grade I'm school... A I'm a fan of this director. If we're going to give it a grade school level, just because I don't even know how to quantify your stars, I'm going to go for like a, well, America, a C could, plus, B minus. Alright, same thing. I'm taking could, points off for how long it is. I'm taking points off for that weird manipulation of an ending. No, there was no one. There were five endings. That's exactly the problem. Like, there's no clear-cut ending. It's the, what's the, like, you could have ended the movie 45 minutes earlier when she walked out into the darkness. When she said, I'm done. Being crazy girl and walk out of the darkness, movie end, wouldn't have been mad. Anyways, thank you for watching Nose to Nose. That is our recommendation of the movie Babylon.